Blog Talk Radio. Keep your vision. There you go. It's on. You know how you keep your vision in the middle. Let's keep it Welcome, 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 welcome. I am Tanya Roberts. I am going to be leading the show today. Bear with me. While Elder Coilette James is not with us, she will try to get on later. She's busy doing God's work, and we're excited to hear that. I just want to welcome everyone into the airwaves morning, noon, or night, whenever you're coming on, even if it's tomorrow, greetings and and greatness to you, speaking love and life over you in Jesus' name. Well, I have some exciting things to tell you today. I have two co-hosts, and if you recall, they've been with us before. We don't get them that often. I am nervous because they're like, to me, in my heart, I adopted them as my godfather and my godmother. And even though they're not old in age, but I feel like their wisdom and knowledge has been great in my life thus far. And that is going to be the great Apostle Paul Greenleaf and First Lady Keisha Greenleaf. And I will be asking them some questions. Now, What we're going to talk about today is I have so many things that I really would love to give you guys all at one time because God is doing great things and he's dealing with my mind right now. But one of the things that I am going to be talking about and discussing today, and I hope you can understand where I'm coming from, is how do you keep your vision these times that we're living in going through what you're going through? So that is going to be the topic today. Apostle, are you with me? We are here. Good evening, good evening, and welcome. And first of all, giving honor to God and Elder Colette and her absence. Uh, We do pray that she can um, get in, uh, giving honor to you. Um, As your godparents, we're just so proud of you. Amen. Uh, and where God is bringing you, <clears throat> excuse me, and how he's using you, amen, as a host, amen. Uh, so we're so excited about that, amen. Um, welcome to Thank each you. and every one of the listeners that are tuned in, um, giving honor to my wife and her place here this evening. We're just so, so excited. Yes. Yes, I'm so glad. Well... We're going to get some things on the way. But while we're at it, I just hope that if you're listening now or when you do pick and come on the show, that you can really get into the meat of what I'm trying to tell you, of what I'm sharing with you. I'm sharing with you from experience. I'm sharing from you to you from what God is doing in my life now. So I'm not putting on any fronts with anyone. I'm not doing anything. It seems like I'm a little nervous. I am because you have to understand the greatness that my godparents hold. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. Apostle, I wanted to ask you, you know, when you first knew that there was a calling on your life and we shared some things back on the show that we had both went through when we were young and being violated and different things like that. And, but I know that even you knew, even at a young age, that you were going to be used by God. And 
even though things got shifty and out of hand and turbulence came and, and the storm came, tell me exactly when did you realize you had a vision to do something for God, and how did you get started on your vision? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, um, I, I realized at, at a young age, um, with with some help, amen, um, because yeah. it, it took some help from a godmother that I held, um, or, or a spiritual mother I held in high esteem, uh, like you say you do with us, and, and trust me again, we're just so honored, amen. Um, you melt my heart with that, and I'm sure the same with um, Keisha. But um, she, I, I thank God because um, having my godmother and the spiritual mother, they they helped me come to the realization that um, not only was I called, but I was chosen. But I mean, when I began to throw in my dreams and visions, I ran like a jackrabbit. Because it was too much. I was like, oh, no, I'm not capable of all this. Administering to to people's lives, standing in front of people. You know, I I grew up as a follower, not a leader. And and still, at times, I still struggle with that. Believe it or not, an apostle can be very shy. And my wife might not say that, but. <laughs> you hear a laugh. I'm not shy when it comes to her, but I, I get nervous. She'll, she'll tell you, I, I get nervous. I get nervous before I'm going to uh, minister or um, stand before people. And um, today I just made a big, bold move for the uh, city of Roanoke. A friend of mine is starting a Stop the Violence. Um, here in Roanoke, and I really want to get involved in that because I don't like violence. Um, And it's not just one kind of violence, but all violence. I don't like violence because I've dealt with it with being bullied, uh, being physically violated, sexually violated. So I felt that this was important that I get involved in. But, of course, it's going to put me out there more in the front, and I'm not used to that. Yes, yes. I, I, wow, I'm just overwhelmed anytime I feel when someone to me has that activist spirit and that's what it is. And to me, activist means to be active in support of something great. And you can have your own definition out there, but that's how I look at it. And, you know, I'm just so honored again, just to even know you in the process of what you're going through right now in the bold move that you're making. And my prayers will continually be covering you greatly every day. I would like, if it's okay with you, Apostle, I want to ask the great Mrs. Keisha Greenlee a question. Amen. Being a first lady. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I want to ask her, being a first lady and knowing what my godfather is going through and where God has taken him and waking up every day with him because being a first lady, being a wife is not only an honor, but it's also a duty and it's also a job. All those things, those trophies um, you carry, and I, I don't have to be around you to know that you do. How is it that you keep it together for yourself as well as for him knowing this calling on his life? Hmm. <laughs> well, you, it's not really a loaded question because, for the matter of fact, um, well, that kind of prepared you for it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, I was prepared for it in the very beginning when I met Paul um, because he had told me the calling on his life. Um, so, Step by step by step, we got to where we are now. But um, to keep him together is to keep him calm because, like you said, he does get nervous before and, and he ministers. And um, a lot of times, you know, he'll he'll say, did I do okay? Did it sound okay? Um, and, and, you know, you have to be, um, you know, keep him, keep him 
calm and secure in himself. Because so, sometimes, I mean, he's been honest about it. There's been times he has not been secure in himself. So that's the biggest thing is, is just making sure he's secure in himself and in his in his testimony and in his sermons, okay. you know, that he's really doing a good job and he's reaching, the, you know, the masses. Um, so I think that's that's really important with me keeping him um I wouldn't say in line, but keeping him um, more secure about himself. And, and awesome. a word, if I, if I could use for her, she encourages me. She, she, yes. she pushes me. I can do it. You're, you're capable. You know, and coming yes. from my wife, that that's key because anybody else can encourage me, but she's with me every day, 24-7. She knows my ins and my outs, so when the encouragement comes to her, from her, it, it, it's very key. It's like right now I'm doing school, and a lot of people don't know. I, I dropped out of school. I, I did not do good in school, so now I'm going to um, a, a Bible school, a Christian school, a university, and to me, wow. it's, it's blowing my and so many times I have wanted to give up, but I thank God I not only have my wife, but I, I have a core support group that are pushing me. Paul, you can do this. Don't give up. Just just keep plugging at it, you know. Wow. And, and then with wow. the radio vision and, and getting ready to um, be affirmed as an apostle, I just feel like this. My God, wow, you got all this on my plate, and then also being yes. involved in a book. And, and I look back and wow. I say, wow, Lord, you got me doing all this little on me. How is this even possible with the life that I live? I, I wow. it, It's so hard for me to sometimes fathom it, but, you know, God says he takes the foolish things and the dumbfounded things and, yes. and, and uses those. Yeah, I was foolish and dumbfounded. <laughs> Yeah, oh, wow. 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 That wow. If I, I might say wow one more time because let me tell you something. How do you how do you how are you both holding it together? Because even on your way of seeing the vision and seeing what God is doing in your lives, and I'm not just picking on you two, um, I just need people to know that you being the the one the, the person that you are and how God is using you, and things are still, they still go wrong too, and things don't always go perfect for you. People have to know that. How do you, how do you and First Lady keep holding on to that vision, even when it gets crazy, even when things may get lower, you may, you know what I'm saying, or what they say, and, and the car needs to be repaired, and the dog died, and Everything is going wrong. How do you keep holding on to that vision? Well, well no one, we don't, we don't have a car, and, and we use Flintstone feet. <laughs> um, so that, we, use made, thumb. We, we use a thumb. We use a thumb. Uh, we I use love Uber, it. We use, um, I love it. You know, God has blessed us with the car yet, but still, we still got to go forth this month. You know, it's funny you brought this up in, in – you know we're transparent, and, and hopefully those that are listening that know us know we're very transparent. This month was a very hard month for us because we tried to do something different. We we were actually trying to lose some weight. We went out and okay. we bought all fish and vegetables and one pack of chicken. <laughs> and now we never run out of food, Tanya. We never run out of food. <laughs> we ran out of food. <laughs> <laughs> because the fish was so expensive, and I mean, we were we were struggling. We didn't. They they were about a week. We didn't know when our next meal was going to come, where it was going to come, how it was going to come. But God blessed us because we stood in our faith, knowing God has never failed us, no matter what we've been through. Come on. He has always come through. That's he has beautiful. not failed us in our marriage when we have taken off our rings and said we're giving it quit. God said, no, you ain't giving it quit because I put you together so you can't quit on what I have established. Yes. And that's the thing oh, that I realized. No. If God has established something, no matter how hard you yes. try to quit, you can't. Yes. You can't punch the time clock yes. on God, only then punch it. Yes, 
Oh man, you just I'm like in so that's tears where right we now. Potting. We may I feel like it. we want to quit. Oh, and and maybe not in our carnal mind, but we know in our spiritual mind, there's no giving up on what God has called us to because He hasn't given up on us. And, and that's, that's the mindset beautiful. that I have had to get. If God hasn't given up on me, why? Or should I even give up on him and give up on what he's called for the destiny of my life? Because he chose that destiny, not me. It's just like when I tried to take my life at the last time. God spoke to me and said, you don't have a right to take your life because I gave it to you. Come on. And I gave it to you for a purpose. And you shall fulfill that purpose. Yes. Yes. You're going to start me to shouting up in here. You're going to start me to shout. You just preached a sermon. I hope everybody just got it and bought a book. Because you just wrote a book and preached a sermon all in that square right there. And I love you for just being so transparent. You know, I, too, Amen. get down. And the reason why I was asking you both questions, because you do mean so much to me. And the times that I do talk to you, or it, it may be short and brief, because I tell people all the time, when people are busy and got something to do, you know, it's not that they don't have time. They're just busy doing what God calls them to do. So, I, and I can respect that now. And I thank God. There was a time I, I couldn't have understood that. I used to get my feelings hurt and be all out of sorts. And how come they didn't call me? And how come I don't talk? You know, but now I go, I know they're about doing what God has called them to do. But I'm honored by the and transparency the of the No, uh, if you call us, it's important. We're going to be there. That That's the thing oh, that yeah. all of our children. Oh, yeah. We're there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? And just a couple of times, just you not even knowing sometimes when we have even just text back and forth, just the kindness mm-hmm. that you both always show and, and the love that you always give, it comforts me. And I don't need to go any further, you know, with it or Amen. even have to be a long, drawn-out conversation. People don't realize that it's just sometimes just that answer in that phone or that text just means more than Amen. anything. You know, I, 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 I know that God has called me long time ago, I always knew. Um, I lost the vision. I didn't realize that I had lost the vision. But like you're saying, Apostle, when, you know, with me being violated and just going through terrible marriages and some storms and and, and with the kids acting crazy and, and, and just, just different things going on in my life, I kind of for, forgot what that vision was. And all I found myself doing was just in turmoil. And sometimes you don't realize that you're in turmoil because you've been doing it for mm. so long. It seems mm-hmm. it seems normal, but it's really abnormal. And what I'm doing is trying to tell people out there: when you lost your vision, spend time with yourself and ask yourself, what is the vision? Regardless of what you're mm. doing in your life, what purpose can you still see in yourself? For God to wake you up every single day, He has a purpose. For your life, isn't wouldn't that just mm-hmm. be at all to love him just for that alone? You know, I was listening Amen. to a message today, and it talked about mercy. And I really, again, want to thank you, apostles, just being transparent when you say when you want to take the rings off, because I've been there, and uh, many a time, I was doing it so much. Mm. My husband was finally say, "Just leave it off, just keep it off." And that's, that's real you know marriage. Don't you, even, marriage don't even. Yeah, don't even. And and if yeah. if you if people act like marriage is perfect, even I, I've heard people that have been married seventy, eighty years that their marriage wasn't easy, but they stuck to it and they worked through it. That's what makes a yeah. marriage. You wanting to stay in it for the for yeah. the end game. You know, not just uh a McDonald run through or a Las Vegas quick <laughs> by Elvis marriage. <laughs> no, marriage is like uh, It's a commitment Like when you give your life to God Except for you're giving your life To your husband and your wife here on earth Yes This is, I have a question Just for just the general people The general listeners What do you do When God has given you a division And maybe did not place that vision In your mate? What do you do? Repeat. Well, I, Repeat I, that. I, I want to ask you first. Pardon me? I, I, I didn't. What is the, the vision? Are you, okay, what I'm saying is I just wanted to ask a question. 
What do you do when God placed a vision in you and you have your mate and the vision is not in your mate? How do you continue to go in that in that vision? How do you continuously continue to go in that way when your mate doesn't have it? Uh, well, I can share from experience because not all of my mm. visions my, my mate agrees with or um, wants to be involved with or, or sees that it's um, something for the both of, both of us, but you know, God has given her individual visions. God has given me individual visions. And the most important thing at the end of the day, um, we may not agree with that vision or we may not feel that what's for her is for me because God is going to give us always something different because he created her uniquely and he created me uniquely. Yes, he put us together, but still belongs to him and I still belong to her. And at the end of the day, she's got to be obedient in what God has called her to, and I've got to be obedient in what God has called me to, and we just keep it equally balanced. Wow. Wow. That, wow. I put the question out there, but I'm going to tell you something, Papa. You answered that perfectly. You even helped me with what I'm feeling right now, even in my own personal life. All I want to just say to you out there is do not, Give up. Craziness is going to come. Higher levels, higher devils. If you can't handle the level that you're on and what you're going through. Hmm? I I say amen. That's the truth. Higher levels, higher devils. Higher devils. You know, Apostle is really putting it out there for you guys today. I didn't even mean for it to turn out this way, but I just thank God again that I just have such a huge platform before me of two awesome people that are giving you their selves and their transparency. And I'm giving questions out there because this is something that I need people to think about. I feel like what's happened is the reason why we, we don't, we were given up and the reason why we just don't see things any more good. And the reason why so many people are committing suicide and the reason why so many people are just falling by the wayside is because you don't have a vision anymore. And I believe a lot of it is because a lot of people don't feel like they're worthy of even having Mm. a vision. But I want to truly tell you that is far from the truth. Just like what Apostle just said just a minute ago. And it was a question for me in my own personal life. God has called me to do certain things. God has called her to do certain things. And she has to be obedient to how God has called her to be. And he has to be obedient to what God has called him to do. And in the middle, when there's God in it, it keeps the balance. No, it's not going to always be perfect. Again, I have to stress that because I was one of those kind of people, Apostle and First Lady, I thought everything when you was in Christ was supposed to be perfect. I thought I was supposed to go to a perfect (laughs) church. I thought I was supposed to be around perfect Christian people. I thought I, it was just going to be, he was going to put me on the perfect job. I thought I was going to be in the perfect It's not like you were having an almost perfect dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That reality was not like Yeah, that. I told my mother that, and my mother said, that's why they call it a fairy tale, because it's a lie. Mm. Okay? A tale mm. is a lie. And when she told me that, I snapped out of it. What did you just say? Mm. She said, and that's why they call it a fairy tale, because it's a fairy mm. lie. It's a big lie. Mm. You're going to go through, mm. but God will give you the courage, the anticipation, and everything you need to get through. I heard something the other mm. day, and I love it. Instead of saying, I'm going through, sometimes when you say to people, how you doing today? I'm going through. Why don't you start saying you're mm. growing through? G-R-O-W-I-N-G. Stop telling people you're going through and start telling people you're growing through because everything that God is putting you through right now is a growth process. I truly believe Mm. that God has the biggest and baddest rose gardens in heaven. I believe that he is the best planter in the world and he can bring forth the biggest harvest ever. I believe that. A master and what he does, everything, and what he does. So if that is the case, 
and you are his weed seed, a part of him, then how great do you truly know now if he plants it, how great you can become? It's not the fact that God does not know that. It's not the fact that he needs anybody to remind him of that. He's waiting for you to believe that about yourself, knowing that if you're the seed and you're in his hands, truly you're going to grow. See, a lot of times the reason why we're not growing is because we don't believe that we can become anything. If you plant a pear tree, that seed is going in the ground. And even though it doesn't have a brain, nor can it think, the purpose that it, the reason why it was called a pear seed is to produce what it is meant to produce. So knowing that you put that seed in the ground, when that water and the earth and the cultivation and the sun and everything takes place, the metamorphosis, it comes forth to bring what it was predestined to bring forth. You don't put, God would not allow a pear seed to become an orange seed. An orange tree, that doesn't have, that, that's too morbid. That doesn't even, that contradicts everything what our Father in heaven is all about. He is the master of doing everything in line and in order. Oh, my gosh, you guys, I wish I could tell you how long it took me to get that. I really mm. wish you guys let, let me truly, truly China, you, you just, I, I just, when, when you were talking about, uh, you got me in a wild minute. You, you were talking yeah. about when you, when you plant a, a, a and then I, I see we have a guest, so we're going to see if they have something to say. When, when you were talking about uh, putting the, the pear uh, seed in the ground, uh, my mind began to open up that, you know, a lot of times we see people walking around with visions and dreams, and they're deformed and they're confused. And I believe Come that on. because along with their pear seed, a watermelon seed got in there too, and it began to grow and it was deformed. Come on. And, and that's what happens what? a lot of times what my wife and I call outside forces begin to come in. And when you allow outside forces to come into to, to your mm. atmosphere that don't belong, things begin to get deformed. So we have to be very mm. careful of mm. who we allow to step into our soil and who we on. allow to toll in our soil. Because if come we on. don't, it's going Ooh. to bring in deformation. And things are going to mm. begin to be deformed. That, that's how we, my wife and I keep our marriage so uh, the way that it is. We don't allow outside forces to come in. And, and I mean, that means children, family, cousin, nephew, uncle, uh, 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 Bubba. We, we don't allow it because we've noticed when we do, it brings in deformity. It, it brings in tension. It brings in strife. It brings in separation. So even in the things of God, you've got to be careful as to what is being planted in your heavenly garden, in, in, Ooh, in your spiritual garden. That, that that's soil powerful. that God has set aside purposely for you. Don't don't let outside forces and uh, 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 make sure that it's tilled correctly and, 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 and um, you have all of the right ingredients and the seeds aren't getting mixed up and whatever. Because of course in the garden you have different seeds, but you got to see if when you if you notice when you do a, a garden you have a row for each thing and it and it doesn't intertwine. Yes, that was yes. a lot. That's well, I can add to that. Um, you don't yes. put oil in um, a, a garden where water is needed. Mm. Oh, deep, deep. Mm-hmm. That's that's Let, deep right let, let's see who this guest is. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna yeah, call this caller in. We we have a caller here. We're gonna um, unmute you. You're welcome to introduce yourself, please. Uh, let us know who you are and and share your thoughts with us today. Welcome, caller. Welcome. You're live here on um, It's Real Radio Talk Show, uh, where our host today is Tanya Robinson. We're your co-host, Apostle Paul and Lady Keisha. Um, and we're standing in for the um, visionary of this broadcast, Elder Colette James. 
Would you like to share with us today? Please introduce yourself. Well, sure. This is Elder Coilette James, and I've just been in the story. And I guess, you know, it has just been absolutely phenomenal. I was. I absolutely was. I didn't oh. recognize the number. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, it, let me give you an introduction. Oh, Lord. I'll, let me give you an introduction. Okay. Well, listeners, this is Elder Corlett, the most awesomest God sister that I, a girl can ever have. I heard a message yes. today. Sometimes you got to get with people that that is going to tolerate you long enough so you can be open with yourself and be the person that God has created you to be. And I can definitely say she has been that one in my life. And I just want to introduce her back on the show. She is just phenomenal. How is it going, beautiful? It is wonderful. You guys, I'm just, I'm blown away. First and foremost, by you, Tanya, because just in seeing what God has done in your life, just I, I can't even express the joy that it brings me. Um, you have just done an incredible job, and I just want you to know okay. that. Um, it, it, is just, it, it has just blessed me. It has just absolutely blessed me. Um, I came on probably about five or ten after after five. Um, and I just, be honest, I, I really just wanted to sit back and listen, and, and so that's what I did. Um, I didn't even come in on the host line or anything. I just called in on the guest line, and it has been, yeah, just great. Um, I love all that has been shared. Um, I I don't know. Um, it's kind of hard to put in words. It's almost, and don't take this the wrong way, but it is almost like a proud mother. You know, hearing oh, yeah. Amen. That's a good children grow That's up. That's a good moment. You know? I receive that. I receive um, that. I like that. Seriously, seriously. I remember, and I, I, I and I'm saying this because it, it really will tie into the subject. But I remember when I came to you and told you that God had put you in my spirit to co-host the show with me, and you were a little apprehensive because you were like, I don't know nothing about doing that. <laughs> okay. But God found something within you, and he showed it to me. And even though you may not have seen it at that point in time as a dream or a vision coming to pass, but God saw what he had placed in you, and he wow. needed it to to come into fruition. And, and I'm thankful that I could be one of the catalysts to help promote the growth in you so that you could step into your rightful place. And I'm saying this because there are people out there that you don't see what God sees within you. And there are, are, are dreams and visions yet to even be unveiled to you that he has placed in you. And he's given wow. you the gifts and the talents to bring those things to pass. Now, Apostle Paul and I have had this conversation about you, without you. <laughs> wow, wow. So, um, you know, Justin and the growth in you and you really come into your own. And so um, it's just to me so fitting that you would do your, your, your first solo hosting with him because he also could see what God was doing in you. And so I'm just, I'm just a proud little mama right now. <laughs> oh, I just, I want to just say if, if, uh, if tears on the radio, what would it sound like? I would say it sounds like raindrops right now. I'm just so oh. honored again. And Every time I'm even, even though you're my gospel and I'm on the radio with, with you, I still get jitters because I've seen God do great things in your life, and I know how great you are. You always have been to me. Um, I, and at one point, I couldn't see that in, any, in myself, but I, God always gave me something to be able to see it in others. I remember mm. the first day when Apostle called me on the phone and and I thought he made a mistake and, and texted me. I said, you must have made a mistake. He said, no, I didn't make a mistake. 
And I was like, you next text me? And he said, yes. And he said, yes. And I remember um, he said to me, I'm just really proud when he spoke to me on the phone of what God is doing in your life. I just want you both, all three, to truly know something, and I'm going to be transparent. I don't ever remember a time that anybody has ever told me I'm proud of you. And mm. this is this is just great to me. And I just thank God I'm at a place now to receive it. And I it's not the biggie head, but it's the humbling of my heart. And mm. I just thank God for that. I remember when you did call me. And I remember having that smile on my face. I was so nervous because I thought, whoo, with my, with my sister? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, it, 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 and, man, it has been an awesome ride, an awesome, awesome ride. And I still know that God is going to do great things through it. But now that you put yourself there, and I have had Apostle um, Paul and the beautiful First Lady Miss Keisha on the on the hot seat, um, I need to ask you a couple of questions. And what we've been talking about today, and if you said you were listening, was vision. And how do you continually hold on to your vision that God showed you? Because I remember, I remember when you first received those, and I remember when God was working on your life, how do you continuously hold on to the vision, even though this is going crazy and this is going crazy? And when you thought you were going to leave a job alone, now you had to go back to it and you, you're going, Lord, what's really going on? How do you, you know, how do you continuously wow. hold on to your vision? Tanya, be, before she answers that, Colette, before you answer this, I, I just want to encourage you one more time and, share with you this one little thing, and, and Colette knows this is so. I asked Colette a while ago uh, back, and I was making a bold step doing it because I've been in my sister's uh, arena, and we, we say this is our big sister, um, where she had smacked me upside my head, told me to get it together, <laughs> uh, many phone calls, amen. And, and she's seen the growth in me. I, I don't even have to ask if she's seen it. Amen. But when I asked, after I hung up the phone and tell her, hey, if you need help with the call, I said to myself, what did you do, stupid? Because you know Collette is so much better than you, so much more intelligent than you, and can run circles around you. So I know how you feel because when she called me today, I hung up and I was shaking. I was like, oh, oh God, I, I don't want to mess up her call. I, I know how she does. I know how articulate she can be and so I understand, and I'm on it and odd and, and blessed that she would even allow me to come in as a co-host, even though I know she trusts me as a brother, but it's a total different thing when you give someone your platform, your vision. Yes, yes. That's even more powerful. You just gave me something else we could talk about on the next show. But <laughs> get, look, moving right along, we're going to ask you again, Elder. I, I really want to know because I, I, being your sister, being your god sister, I, I want to tell you guys this because this is still funny. I remember one time she was, I was doing something. I had to have something legally notarized, and she was a notary. And I, and I said to her, you can't notarize this for me. She was like, yes, I can. I was like, you can't. You're my sister. Isn't that a breach of contract? And she looked at me, and she tilted her head to the side, and she said, Tam. And I had to calm down, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. But she never knew to this day. My feelings were hurt. I just really, I was like, I still still was stuck in that moment. I was like, there ain't no way. But because that's how deep she is in my heart and my prayers and my thoughts. But. So I've seen you go through so many th different things, sis. I've seen you go through the storm and the rain. I've seen your tears. And I, again, I see God doing phenomenal things. I look at your pictures and just on the different Facebook and Twitter, you just got so much going on. You got a talk show alive here. You're on the radio with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? You're in conferences over here now, doing work with somebody over here, back and pastor up over here, our pastor in, in, in Vegas. The First Lady Seneca Axton as well, you, and I know you, you hold books together, do this, strategize this together. How do you keep holding on to your vision 
when there's so many other visions around you that need to be tended to and you still hold on to yours. And and then so, add to it fill input in other people's vision because she does that a lot. Yes, she does. And that's what I'm saying. So oh, many visions swirling around you. How do you do it? How do you do it, sis? Okay, so this is my transparent moment, okay? Um, you know, it, for me, first and foremost, it's second nature to sow into other people's vision for me. That's, that's kind of, it, it's part of who I am. It's part of who God created me to be, okay? Um, he gave me a servant's heart, and, and I'm a worker bee. So if I see something that needs to be done, um, I'm, I'm that one that will align myself with you to try to help you get it done. That's good and that's bad. And let me explain. Um, because sometimes I can overcommit myself because I'm trying to help others. Mm. And God mm. had to teach me um, how to differentiate between um, obligation and obedience. Ooh. Sometimes Ooh, say that one more feel, time. Say that one more time. Say he that had one to more teach time. Me, he had to teach me how to differentiate or discern between obligation and obedience. Sometimes oh, we powerful. obligate ourselves to do things for others because, you know, we just, it, it's like, you know, well, if I don't help my brother, if I don't help my sister, then I'm being um, disobedient to God because he told us to love our brothers and sisters. He told us to align ourselves. He told us to help, to show love, and all of these different things. But before he told us that, he told us obedience was better than sacrifice. And mm, we sometimes sacrifice ourselves more than we're being obedient unto his voice. Wow. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. Woo. Woo. I've mm. found myself Maybe in those positions. And in the midst of those positions, found myself in burnout. And mm-hmm. sometimes in places of murmuring, complaining, and grumbling mm. about mm. having mm. too much on my mm. plate for everybody else and not attending mm. to what I want to do for me. I'm just so this is my place of <laughs> this is my place of transparency because it's like God is sitting there saying a, if you just hear me and let me lead you, you won't experience burnout because I'll tell you where to put your hand to the plow and when to say no. Woo. Secondly, wow. I have come to know my God. And because mm. I know my God, he said those that know him shall do great exploits. He also mm. said that there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. So while mm. I know I am called to do great exploits, I know that they will happen in his time. It's all mm. about him. And so there are times when he will give me, as somebody said to me the other day, that it, it, they look at it and they liken it to a wink from God. There are times when God will give me a wink. I I consider it where he'll just, you know, how your mother or your father can just kind of stroke your face and say, baby, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. moments carry me to each next moment. I have one of those moments coming up this coming Saturday. And it's a mm-hmm. moment that says to me that the promises of God are yea and amen. And as long as I keep my hand in the master's hand, he will bring mm. to pass every single thing he has promised me. Mm. And my dreams and my visions, though that they may seem delayed to me, he lets me know they are not denied. Mm. Unless he Come has specifically said no to something, then it's like, baby, just wait. Just wait. Mm. So on this coming Saturday, I get my degree. It will be 45 years in one day since I graduated from high school. 45 years in one day. 
I graduated from high school June the 7th, 1974. I am getting my doctorate degree June the 8th, 2019. Hallelujah. It is something that I have wanted all of this time. Hallelujah. I always wanted to get my degree. But God never said I couldn't have it. And I've tried a couple of times. I've gone to school. I just couldn't make it through. (laughs) Okay? The things, the cares of life, the different obligations, all of these things would get in the way of me completing what I wanted, what my vision was. But God never told me it was not going to come to pass. Wow. Wow. I I had literally came to a place in my life that said, well, maybe, you know, I mean, God, you have definitely taken me to some great places without it, so maybe it's just not meant for me to get it. I'm cool. Wow. It didn't stop it from being one of my heart's desires, but I had resolved myself, as many of us do, to, okay, this is just not going to happen. So I've resolved myself to, okay, well, hey, it was a nice dream and whatever, but we move on. Life keeps going on, and it's all good. Yes. But at 62 years old, God has said, I did not forget you. I did not forget your desire. Come on. And let me just Come hold on. you and show Come you. Come on. Amen. So wow. it's in these times I, wow. where wow. my dreams and my visions get reignited all over again. He is showing me, as his word said, I will renew your youth. I will renew your strength. Yes, so don't Lord. let your age or the years, which is just a number, because as he said, one day unto him, it says a thousand years unto us. So we get caught up in the time and how long it's taken for this to transpire, but God ain't caught up in that, <laughs> okay? Because if he needs to wow. let the stay still, he can make it stay still so you can win the battle and do what you need to do. So we've got yes. to get our eyes off of how long it is taking for this to materialize. Get our eyes on, you know what, Daddy, I trust you. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in your time. And as you see fit and as you bring it to pass, because I can't do it within my own strength. So moving right along, what do you want me to do today? Come on. I'm going to take it one day at a time. So, I mean, that was a long way around, but there's my answer. No, but I want to, you know, I want to let the listeners know one thing, you know, Sometimes it wasn't a long way around. As a matter of fact, you could have spoke more, and I was being ministered to. I had church service with Apostle and First Lady before you, when you were on, and I know you were listening. It was just, it was church and a book all at the same time. And you just gave us, us listeners and me, you just touched us with just your transparency and also just the openness of that testimony. While you were speaking, and it's so powerful because you said it, but this is how the Holy Spirit had given it to me. See, people out there think you don't have enough time. She said 45 years in one day. The reason why it was 45 years in one day, because I want to show you that I can put 45 years in one day and make it be. A lot of us have lost our, our dreams and passions because we feel like we have run out of time. You, Apostle, you, First Lady, you, Elder, have let the audience know out there that no matter how much you have aborted the vision and the dream. God has not forgotten what he has put inside of you. It's so easy for us to lose it. But what he's saying is when you make up in your mind that you trust God just as he trusted you to put the vision in you, then all things are possible in him. And that's what this is all about. I don't even again when we begin the the when we begin the radio show I told you listener the listeners audience that I had lost my vision and I didn't think that I did mm-hmm. because I found myself doing things that seemed normal but they've been abnormal and then apostle came behind me and added into it that vision and he said when I was talking about the seed and he said see what happens is sometimes if you make a mistake and get another seed mixed up in the seed that you were supposed to be, and that's the seed of confusion, what the enemy does to try to come along to distort you and take you off the path of knowing what your vision is. When you know in your heart that you're supposed to do this, but because another seed came along, and sometimes that can be a person, sometimes that can be a, a situation, sometimes it can be a job, sometimes whatever that is, 
and it comes into your life and it distorts your vision of truly what God has told you to do. But as you listen to the platform today of these mighty men and women of God, and I'm saying that, and I know I never said perfect, but I said when I say mighty men and women of God, because what I can say honestly about all of them, they are striving every day. The thing about it is they're being transparent to let you know they're not perfect, but look at God working in their lives. And it's all because they believe in, their, in the plan, and they put the plan in the master's hand. That's what it is. Believe in the plan and put it in his hands, and he will work it out for your good. I just hope today everything that we've said, everything that we've been transparent and added on has blessed and touched someone today. I'm not trying to get everybody. I realize that. But if I can just share my life and touch one for their lives to be changed, then you guys just don't know. I truly believe I've done my part. Though I meant to touch many others, but I'm telling you, that's when God said, if one had to go astray, would I not leave? Yes, he said he would. He would not have put it in the word if it was not the truth. You can all Bible scholars, you guys all can, you can, we can all argue a fact that we don't know the Bible, this and that and this and that. Well, you go right ahead and you argue the fact. While you argue it, I'm believing and I'm going forth. So I just, wow, I, I, I just want to shout. I want to praise. Y'all don't know. I was so nervous wow. today getting on. Now my sister's on, but now when I was on with Apostle them, I was so nervous. I cleaned up my whole house today. Bit, bit, detail by detail, I was so nervous. But I um, am just Tanya, so greatly honored. Can I, yes. um, amen. As a co-host, can I throw a monkey wrench in here? We got about eight yes. minutes or so. I don't know how far over um, she can go on her call, but I'm enjoying this. Uh, I'm telling you, um, and actually they have their hand up too, so uh, we see you. We're going to get right to you in a second to our guest, but I just wanted to throw a monkey wrench up in here because we, you know, we, we've heard Colette, uh, we we heard you, amen. I, I want to throw a monkey wrench about people holding on to their vision and going through their vision. I, I want maybe Keisha just to share a little bit more on her story because a lot of people may not know that she's gone through some obstacles that most people would think that would hold up your vision, amen. Um, But I've seen her strive to go forth uh, in her vision, and sometimes even as her husband, now here's some more transparency, I have been that seed that has got in the way from her going forth because I see things as a husband in in trying to be protective of my queen. And y'all know I'm very protective of my queen. Oh, Lord, yes. And I've been there for her way of of her having some things happen in her life, uh, where she lost her sight, where she had a stroke, where she's got her kidney. But, honey, see how you're going forth in your vision, even through all those obstacles of having lost your sight, got a kidney, had a stroke, so on and so forth real quick, uh, and we're going to bring in our, um, how far can you go over, Elder? Um, I believe it'll keep recording at least 15 minutes over time. Oh. But but now keep in mind, though, that, you know, it is syndicated, like, on your radio show and on another one, so. Hey man, that's okay. It's it's fine on my radio show because I'm I'm your brother, so we ain't worried about that. <laughs> you know, I own the radio station. Go go <laughs> go, go, my go. vision. They can't say nothing about what I do on there. So, hey man, come on, honey. Hey, <laughs> they gonna get me started. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say it really quick. God has given me a few books. To write, and I'm in the process of writing them. Amen. But how are you overcoming Amen. that, honey? How, how are you Amen. overcoming Amen. And, and getting? If, if say somebody looks at, say somebody's listening, they said, "Well, you're blind. How can you? How can you write a book? You're you're blind. You've had a stroke. How can you do this? How are you overcoming those obstacles?" I'm continuing to start to do it. 
that that's that's basically it. I'm trusting and believing. If God gave me the vision, he, he's given me the reason. Mm. I love that. To do it. I love that. I love that. You know what? One thing about it is, um, First Lady, you're a woman of, of little words, but your words are powerful mm. in your short sentences. <laughs> How about that one? We're going to bring on the next caller. We see you waving our, your hand, and we do apologize because we can just, you know, when you talk about the goodness of the Lord, it's so easy to get caught up. So go ahead, caller, and we just want to hear what you have to say about your vision. Greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is Pastor Don Jr., CEO of the Entertainment Worldwide Network. Uh, we're based in sunny Las Vegas, and I'm listening. I'm just really thrilled and elated. There's so many wonderful things that's going on here in the spirit and in the anointing, um, especially when you get the leaders. Um, so many times as being a radio host, and I've been doing it for over 21 years, um, it's hard to get the ones around you who don't really understand the power of radio. Uh, AM and FM radio has taken a whole new light with having this thing called Wi-Fi evolved with it. And a lot of times having these uh these powerful podcasts and these uh these radio shows, it's hard to get people in on a Sunday. So just to hear the uh apostle on and hear all the wonderful elders of the church and everybody representing the husbands, the wives and the couples, it's there's a lot of power here, man. And sometimes um as leaders, we don't have people that's flying on the walls to say, okay, you're on the right path. It, it Like, it happens and when it happens, it's so late and everything is missed. But all I can say is, man, y'all on the right track. Uh, I've been on over 4,500 shows like this, and um, y'all are really doing a great job keeping the chemistry together at the same time, stepping out into unknown territory. I really appreciate what y'all are doing for the world, and the world will be changed to y'all efforts. So keep staying in the fight. My name is Pastor oh, wow. Dondry, and see you Pastor, I want to ask you a question. You. Don't get Thank off. You. Don't get off. Is he still on? Yes, sir. No, no, I don't mind. Okay, still there? I want to ask you a question. Good. You on the platform now? You know, you. I've heard you in that short sentence say that God has truly blessed you with the platform, and we thank God for you calling in and sharing your comments to us because that means a lot, and we thank God for that. Not so we can brag or boast, but we just thank God when He loves us enough to send forth the word to let us know that we're going forth in the right direction. How, with everything that's going on with you, how are you maintaining your vision? And I'm sure with the platform that you have, it gets crazy and chaos and things going on, but how are you continuously maintaining your vision? Well, the one thing that keeps me aware, um, I've created a 365 Days of Radio campaign, and um, I lived in, personally lived in 40 out of 50 states. So I'm talking about got arrested, got married, um, been homeless, uh, went down to the government offices, set up businesses, filed 1C3s, uh, did outreaches, seances, all kinds of stuff. So I lived in 40 out of 50 states. And the thing to keep my vision going is um, everybody has a mask on. You know, some of these people that's millionaires, you go in their house, it's empty. They have nothing but arm and hammer in their refrigerator, and that's it. That's the only thing that's in their refrigerator. But when you look at the house from a distance, the yard is cut. The grass is green. They got the sprinkler system going. You see the Bentley, but if you really look really close, they got foreclosure, and they got eviction notices, and they got uh, repossession notices. So I say all these things. Wow. After knocking on doors for four years and getting checks from major millionaires and seeing some of the people that don't have any money and your people that, that people talk about that works at McDonald's, that clock in every day, they might be making uh, $12 an hour in one city, $9 an hour in another, but they both put in the same energy to work the 9 to 5 and the 10 to 6 just to make sure they have something for their kids. So after looking at so many uh, boys, I figured out, the only way that I'm going to be able to fix this is running for president, and the only way that I'm going to be able to fix the house is being inside the house, and it's not just the White House. we got to give them a stock market. So every day I wake up, and God sends people that's 98% of where they need to be. I give them the 2% to take them to the next level, and as we work as a 300 collective, I'm working out all these kinks. And after working on the reservation for the last two years, People have never experienced racism until you get some Indian racism. I'm not talking about black racism. I'm not, not talking about church hurt. I'm talking about real stone-cold 
four, five hundred thousand year racism, and it's just a whole different when people are racist against their own people, and it's agreed to. Like it, it, it's segregation in twenty nineteen, and nothing is said because they get big checks, so they got these casinos and they got people they can't get jobs, but they can work there for thirty nine point ninety five hours, but they can never get an hour of overtime. So all these things are going on in the world, and what keeps my ministry going is. God is going to send you to where you need to be. You can water, you can bring the increase, or God can be the Come one on. to make you be the one who uh, bring the experience. And sometimes you may have yeah. to shake up the tables and flip the tables over because at the end of everything, God controls good and evil at the same time. The sun shines on everybody with the same 24 hours in a day. So at some point yeah. or another, the old age-old parable, the emperor is running around butt naked. He got his advisors. He got his right-hand man, his armor bearer. Everybody that loved him, even his wife, nobody said nothing. There's always one kid that said, hey, Emperor, you're butt naked. He's like, oh, really? Okay, you don't know you're doing wrong if somebody comes to you. So in this situation, I'm glad that God used me as a vessel to come and say, hey, not only are y'all not doing wrong, y'all doing right. Um, this is the unspoken rule. The voiceover recognition information industry is $6 trillion a year industry. Google is paying college kids $14 and $19 an hour to listen to shows like this. Every time they say four, it comes up in your GPS is four. Kids don't type on keyboards no more. They run around with $20,000 computers. So every time we crack the mic here, we're talking for five years down the road. We're talking for right now. And we're talking for the person that's going to take this show and do exactly what y'all was talking about, syndication. So everything that y'all need to know, y'all are about 50 years ahead of most of y'all people knowing the gospel world. And if you look at the entertainment industry, everything comes from the hip-hop industry and it bleeds over to the gospel world, but it's a 10-year deadlock. So my job is, from God, is to bring the analog to the digital to make sure on Christmas, instead of Granny getting a Christmas Thanksgiving turkey emoji, she get a real turkey and a visit from some kids she ain't seen in some years, and we build I some can. more uh, resources. Wow. You, you, you get what I'm saying? We, we, we build. Yes. I don't know yes. it all, but the businesses and everybody, people quitting their jobs to run their application companies. Well, let's get some people to work at these companies. Not everybody's going to be able to be the creator of Facebook, but they need somebody to help. So I'm moving out the way, but I'm telling y'all, y'all are owning something. I'm running for president in 2024. My name is Pastor Dodger, your CEO. My number is 818-358-5722. I take all calls. I help a rock get elected. I help Tito Jackson get a billboard trying success. And because of non-disclosure agreements and me not understanding what God had for me, I couldn't talk about doing this stuff. So I'm out of my non-disclosure agreements. I'm 21 years in. Uh, I've been pastor for 12 years. So now I'm able to do what I want to do. But prior to me becoming a master in my craft and getting out of the contracts, I was bound by my word. So now I have all the immunity to do whatever I want to do to make sure God's will is done. That's why I said I'm working diligently, talking to people like you and going on 4,500 other shows to make it, Real from the spirit, not birthing like a woman, like how women can bring children into the from the spirit world into the physical. I'm making ideas and thoughts like that, so that that's it. So I'm moving okay. out the way. Well, you know what, Pastor, I want to thank you so much. I mean that 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 uh, is awesome, and I and I want to cut it short because I believe, and my Godfather and and my sister, God sister, has always taught me we want to keep things at protocol. So our time is up right now, and we hope, and Pastor, that you would keep in touch with us. We would love if it's okay with my sister to have you as a co-host on a show because we we got some great things that we could talk about and we could take this even further. Um, I just want to say a short prayer and I just want to thank you guys, your listeners out there. I'm asking that the spirit of God be upon you, the love of God be with you, the kindness of God be in you, and you run with the vision and the purpose. Run like you are on fire. And don't stop running. I pray that in Jesus' name. I just want to thank Apostle Paul, uh, First Lady Miss Keisha, and again, my sister for coming on. And you, Pastor, thank you so much and all the listeners. And I pray that you guys will continuously keep it real. Thank you, guys. And you guys have a blessed night. Amen. And you Amen. as well. Amen you as well. Pastor, please reach out to me um, at sensationalsoundsradio at gmail.com. Definitely want to connect.
loves you. Tanya, you did an awesome, awesome job. Love you. I love you guys. I'm gonna be texting I'm gonna be texting you immediately this call. Elder Colette, as okay. the uh visionary, do you have any last words? I, I just it, both of you guys and Lady Keisha, all of you did a phenomenal job. Thank you so very, very much. Um, God is great, and just a little housekeeping, Apostle Paul. You do have to push the button for the ex, ex the yeah, the yeah. exit music to play. Okay, God bless. I know that. I know we can hear it. I, <laughs> I love you guys. Love you too. Love you all. Love you. Love you. Let's keep it real.